Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We just form a fucking wall. O'Neal deep on the post, lots of contact there. Oh, what a block by Wallace! What a jump ball! He's down four, 12 8, 7 38 to play the first one. First from Rodney, stuck into the rim! Reggie inside for Andre, and a dynamite dunk! Pistons fans, hello and welcome to another edition of the Palace of Pistons podcast. Brendan Johnson, Aaron Johnson, and Ryan Pay all here with you again this week. We are three days into training camp, and boys... Uh, I, I heard we were getting our like ring sizes put in because Coach Casey feels like he maybe has a pretty good team on his hands after a few days. I know Aaron's already put his order in, <laughs> let alone his ring size. His check. design is already done. Already got his design done. <laughs> it's not just Coach it's just, Casey. I love D Rose and diamonds. Oh, <laughs> how the tables have turned! Yeah, seriously, it's uh, yeah between uh, Casey and Derrick Rose. You might as well book it. The Pistons are going to be your. Uh, 2020 NBA champions, the way they're talking. So, my goodness. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little jittery, though, to see all this Derrick Rose stuff. we got to get into it, boys, but I'm not going to lie. He's flustered, me. he's flushed, he's blushing. You can tell, like, this is sincere. Aaron, Aaron thinks this team's going, uh, like, 15 and Loserville, dude. Oh, is that true? Look at Aaron's face Is that true? You know what? We'll, we'll see. They'll have to prove it to, uh, to get me to change my opinion on their offseason. You guys know how I felt about the off season. It's yeah, it been one of the best in recent history. Just kidding. Oh, you guys know man. that's not how I that's felt. That's not how anyone on this podcast felt. Man, not on this podcast, but others felt very strongly that this was an amazing off season. And you know, good off season, fine. But I think a lot of you know a lot of people that know you know that are big fans of the Pistons, they kind of over as you know overreacted overestimated this offseason. So are you trying to say like 15 and 67 is in the Pistons future? No, they're a playoff team and I'm still genu- generally okay. higher on them than I think most people are, but it wasn't because of this offseason, it's because they still have guys like Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond on the roster. It's not because they added, you know, Tony Snell. I mean, he's you know, th- this Carefully choosing his player. I gotta, right I gotta yeah. be careful because carefully, carefully choosing his player. Ooh, you know, it, <laughs> very careful. There. Can you guys it's tell like, that it's, like, it's no longer the dog days of September? Yeah, and like we're, we're really finally getting into it now. We're like, like turned really, a corner. It's like the Joe Johnson hype. You know, like everyone's like, oh, you know, like these bigger, me- you know, national media accounts. Are like after the Pistons signed Joe Johnson, it's like, oh, Pistons got something cooking up, and it's like, no, like the Pistons. Made some nice moves when they added, you know, Tony Snell and I mean, like, and who else? Come on, exactly. Derek Rose. Derek Rose, come is on, a fine, no. fine acquisition. But like, acquisition or acquisition? Same, acquisition. Same thing. False, but okay. Same thing. But the real reason why the We're Pistons like the are going to be law, good right are now. because of Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. You know, we don't need to be overhyping Markeith Morris. You know, he's a fine player. I thought you just said last week you're pretty excited about Mark Evenwood. I am, but people are talking about him like he's Marcus. Can't keep this guy consistent these no, days. No, just, you know what? Like, <laughs> I, like I've, I've maintained this viewpoint throughout the entire offseason. I'm very mundane on, on, on how it went. They made some nice moves, but people are acting like they made great, great, great moves that, like, repositioned this franchise, and they didn't. But, hey, I'm still excited for the season. 
And the Pistons are going to be a good basketball team. The Pistons are going to win their first game in this, of the regular season, and he is going to be all aboard. Oh, my gosh. If Derrick Rose drops 30, the, you know. He's going to be the conductor of that NBA championship train. Don't imagine, let this guy fool you. Can we just do not let this guy imagine fool you. Pistons Twitter if the Pistons win on opening night? Like Pistons win opening night, they beat the Nets. Oh my God, Pistons Twitter's going wild. You know what? Couches I, will be burning on uh, Pistons Twitter. Derrick Rose can average f- five points a game as long as Luke Kennard starts. I'll be okay. Did the Pistons win the NBA championship? No, man, they're just one and zero in the regular <laughs> just season. Hell, a preseason game, they may start burning some couches. Are you calling for a Luke Kennard start? Start because. Uh, I don't think that's happening. It's not. Buddy. It's not happening. And just to kind of give everyone the the outlook for this podcast, it's going to be a little bit different. We're just kind of going to be spewing off some of the, the the more noteworthy things that have happened so far throughout training camp, whether it's a quote or just a storyline. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of going to have hey. a conversation about that. It's not going to be real story driven, you know, big big story and in the NBA or you know around the Pistons. This is going to be storylines of well, you know come out of training. It's just the calm yeah. before the storm. Right. So we're just we're us. just chatting. Hey, this is going to be a little, you know a laid back and, and here's something podcast. Aaron wrote kind of his list of stuff he wants to talk about together. But there's something he didn't include that I, I feel like we really should just hit on for a minute here. Uh supposedly Andre Drummond wants to talk extension with the Pistons. Oh my god, I didn't write that down. You did not write that it's down, like, which is very surprising. I'm looking at the sheet. There's, Brian can confirm. Aaron can You heard the natural reaction. The show sheet has no Andre Drummond extension talks. His representatives that want talks. Stefanski says, who knows what's going to happen, but we're not talking. What's that all about, Aaron? Yeah. That seems like a pretty big hey, deal. But let me just say, Aaron always talks about how he carries the way. He's the Pistons guy. Like He is the anchor of the podcast. Guys, I'm just, this is real life evidence. And I just wanted to put it out there. And we don't need to harp on it. We don't need to talk about it forever. But I just want you to make mental note. But, Aaron, yeah, this uh, Aaron doesn't actually give a shoot. I know. Oh. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's why as soon as that story popped up, it was it was put out on Yeah, it was on your show sheet. Com. It was on your show sheet. So um, that's okay. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm kind of shocked. I'm kind of shocked that, that that's what came out because. All offseason, Drummond talked about, I'm about to be an unrestricted free agent. I am pumped for that experience. I am pumped to let other teams throw money at me. I'm pumped to make big, big money. Yet, he's still trying to talk an extension. You know, And it's, it's fine. Like, you know, if it fits, if the money and the contract adds up, and Drummond remains a piston, fine. But it's just completely different than the way he talked all summer. He talked like... I am. There, we're not. We we're not even going to discuss an extension, you know, now or during the season. I'm going into unrestricted free agency. I'm gonna talk to other teams, and I'm gonna try to max, you know, maximize my money. But then the story comes out from Vincent Ellis of the Detroit Free Press, and it's Drummond's representatives having, you know, tried to get the Pistons to engage on contract extension and on a contract extension, and rightfully so. That's Stefanski saying. Let's see where this season takes us. You know, don't throw max money at Andre Drummond right now. I think we're all in agreement there, but don't insult him and say eh, we're only going to give you eighteen million dollars or something. You know, low ball him like that because then he's going to be like, all right, trade me because I'm not doing this. It's it's just it's a story that I wasn't expecting to come out, mm-hmm. um, especially like right on the heels of training camp. I think it's honestly it's just out there to get you thinking. 
To be honest, I don't even know how much I I don't know how much I really read into it. That very easily could be a planted story. That's like, hey, we're on the same page. But you know what? Let's just get the people get the people thinking. It's like a Blake eyes emoji tweet. Get the people going. Let's get the people going. Get the blood flowing. Get the juices going. Get you ready for Pistons basketball. The NBA never sleeps. Never. But yeah, no, I kind of agree with you. I don't know how. I mean, I feel like it, I, seriously, it may. It's like this is Andre's way of putting out his eyes emoji tweet. Right. It's just it's just NBA theatrics. I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's it's like it's big news, I guess, for where we're at right now in the off season slash beginning of training camp. Right. But I don't know. Stefanski put it to bed pretty quick. He wasn't about that that conversation about those talks. Right. With with the media. Right. Like, he was just like, uh, I'm not talking about it. We'll talk when we talk. And that was it. Just left kind it. Of just that. left it. So I mean, which I, I don't have a problem with. I'm to be fine honest. with it. I don't care. I think in a way, maybe there's some truth with Stefanski in that, and that he's gonna be real vigilant on how he spends his money with this team. Which I love that. I love that. Because what if Andre Drummond doesn't live up to being you know a max player, but he only wants max money? Well, then Stefanski's like, well, you're not gonna be a piston then. Yeah, go get max money. He's elsewhere. gonna be. He's going to be fiscally responsible. Mm-hmm. He is. I truly believe that about Stefanski and his team in the front office. So, I mean, I know Drummond has proven his worth, but he's going to have to do it again. I I like it. I, I like the, I like Stefanski's mindset. And he's kind of taken that approach since he joined the team, since yeah. he joined oh, the definitely. front office. He's been very mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out and spend big money right now. I'm going to make small moves here and there. And unless something I really think is going to move the needle, I'm not just going to throw some money out there because I have it or I have I can do it. I'm going to wait and I'm going to see what happens. And so far, that's worked out well for the Pistons. They haven't spent their money on something that hasn't panned out, at least not meaningful money. Veteran minimum contracts to Jose Calderon and Zaza Pachulia, those don't really matter. But he's not going out and he's not throwing $10 million, $15 million. At, you know, he's not extending Stanley Johnson to that kind of money. He's not extending Reggie Bullock to that kind of money. He's going to go out and he's going to get, he's going to work the buyout market. He's going to bring in a Wayne Ellington. He's going to find Joe Johnson out of the big three to contribute on a veteran minimum deal before he goes out and extends guys that maybe they do deserve a payday, but. Their payday is going to overpay them just in terms of market value. So I've liked that a lot from Stefanski. When you're as handicapped uh, financially as the Pistons have been, it's the approach you have to take. Agreed. And mm-hmm. I I do not hate it. I love it. I'm right there with you. So let it, whatever it may be, it may be because that's just how it has to be. Right. Right. So, you know, we're about 10 minutes into the pod here, and... God, we've had the hype train going. Got on Aaron's case a little bit. We talked a little bit about Andre Drummond. Well, Aaron's kind of picked out seven key things from Pistons training camp. And as we record this, you know, they're a few days into camp. Um, so Aaron's kind of picked out seven key points, which I thought the number seven was interesting because I, I looked a little deeper into it. And I feel like Aaron has a little bit of the Stanley Johnson blues going into training camp this year. 
as he's not on the roster. And we all remember what number Stanley Johnson wore, number seven. Um, and if that wasn't as much of a clue, he's wearing a Stanley Johnson jersey right now. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> we, for which team? Is that a picture of Stanley Johnson in your wallet, Aaron? Jesus, um, man. I was watching highlights of Stanley Johnson earlier. I know, of course you were. Not exactly of all Stanley were. Johnson, but he was included in the video. He was included were. in every clip, though. Yeah. Stanley Johnson was a hashtag at the bottom in the search uh, that Aaron was looking <laughs> for, you know? But anyways, um, so Aaron, Aaron's pointed out seven things that I think are interesting from uh, training camp, and I'm going to go in a little bit of a different order than Aaron has them written here on the sheet. But we were talking about Andre Drummond. Let's stick with some post-player conversation. Uh, and Dwayne Casey has said he's been really impressed with both Thon Maker and Christian Wood. Of course, there's the conversation of will Christian Wood make the final roster? Uh, and he's a guy that could make it. He's a guy that may be the odd man out. But Dwayne Casey saying that he felt good about Thon, giving him that confidence. And Thon's playing with maybe just a little bit more swag, a little bit stronger. Um, but Christian Wood impressing so far through the first few days of training camp as well. Yeah, and that's that's good to hear. I mean, again, and I wrote about it on PalacePistons.com in our season preview for Christian Wood, but the Pistons need him. They, they really do. When you look at their roster, when you look at their depth chart, they need Christian Wood to be able to make the team, show he belongs, and, and play meaningful minutes. This is a guy that's 6'10", has range from outside, super athletic and long, he just he needs to be able to to have a role on this team. The Pistons need that because whether Thon's having a good training camp or not, he's still just not a center. And that's unless we you know the season starts and we see a completely different player, Thon's just not a center. So they need Christian Wood to be something. And, and you know, hearing that, that's kind of a hopeful outlook for Wood. The Pistons talked about, uh, at Media Day, they talked about finding a way to keep both Joe Johnson and Christian Wood on the roster. They said there are avenues that they could pursue that would allow that. I'm sure Ed Stefanski has looked into that. I'm sure he's continuing to look into that. And if Christian Wood is truly having a good training camp and Joe Johnson's performing, Joe Johnson's a lock to be on the team. The dude's about like third or fourth yeah, at, at media. Like third day. up at the podium. You know, it was it was Blake, Andre, I think Derrick Rose, and then Joe Johnson. Or maybe it was Joe Johnson, then Derrick Rose. I mean, Joe Johnson's on the freaking team. So, so... That was a hard eye roll you just did there, my man. It's not a fan of the Joe Johnson on the roster. I'm fine with it, but like the it's like how it's all gone down. Like acting like Joe Johnson is this 25, 26, 27, 28 year old Joe Johnson. Like Aaron, we need to stop. He's a he's a two guard who's just proclaimed that he's now four. Yeah, that's point number two <laughs> on my list. As Ryan transitions into it, yes, Joe Johnson says he's a power forward. Stretch for ISO Joe? Come on. Tell me that doesn't, like, put a slight smile. He's smirking. Aaron's got a smirk on his it's, face. It's not, it's not like, oh, that's a good thing. That's not a good thing, smirk. That's a, really? No, that's a, like. How many undersized fours are that's the like a, that, That's have? like the smirking, like, kind of like the side smirk emoji where you're like, ooh. They don't need, they yeah. don't need another, they don't need another six, seven, four. I mean. You can play anyone that's six five, six six, six seven at power forward. No, you can't. You, you know, Tony Snell could play four minutes if you really wanted him to. The Pistons don't need that. 
Iso Joe with the four would be interesting, dude. I'm I'm legitimately curious to see how it works out with him this year. I mean, like like we've stated many times, he's not going to get big minutes. He's not going to be some big time contributor. But if he can, but in the minutes he does see yeah. on the floor and he is at the four, I, I'm curious to see how it works for him. I, I I don't know. I'm not like I'm not totally against looking at it. Like I'm not saying it's a, a like a lock. Like, dude, Joe Johnson's going to be the savior at the back of four. I'm not saying that. But I'm not opposed to giving it a try. Like, the worst case scenario is it doesn't work and you move on. Just, I'm not opposed to trying just, it, though. You have so many, like, fours. So many backup fours on the roster. Markeith Morris, Thon Maker, Joe Johnson. Yeah, but Thon's playing the five. Thon's playing the five. Like, that's done. And we've already talked but about he's, how he Sekou, shouldn't who, be. By the way, Seku, have to add this in. I did pass him at the Lions game on the concourse. Did, did he squish you like a bug? No. The thing is, I don't think people recognized who he was. Because he was walking like nobody was up. Probably like, not yet. Probably and, and not yet. So I was Soon. with a buddy. I was Soon. with a buddy. And I just go, oh, there's Seiko Dumbuya. And he's just like, how the hell did you know that? I'm like, how did you not know that? He's the 15th pick in the NBA draft. The Pistons, just, come on. He's like, the hell are you talking about? I'm like, that was Seiko. No doubt. Then I looked on Twitter to make sure I wasn't crazy, and I just saw from like two minutes prior, Seku's at the uh, the Lions game. Oh my god! You know, he was looking fresh. He had a nice sweater on, clean. Ooh, man. a little sweater he's action. Got that money, dude. He has that, that money now. He bro. was sweater fresh. A s- sweater action. That's up my alley. Yeah, he was. He okay. was looking fresh. Eighteen-year-old with that money, dude. Come on now. I know. Um, but I mean, yeah, soon. It's not yet. It's not his time yet to be recognized soon. like that. But soon. I, I was like, and soon. I'm like, my, my buddy said, why didn't you say anything? Like, I'm not that guy. What am I going to do? Like, Seku. Like, no. Like, I mean, don't be that guy. Okay, like, I'm not wrong here. I was right to say nothing, correct? Yes, don't be absolutely. That guy. Okay, absolutely. Do not I'm just be making sure. Like, I, I'm like, no. I, why would I? No. Like, I don't, you know, who, oh, hey, look at this fat guy. He came up to me and said, Seku, what's up? Like, I don't need to be that guy. Leave him alone. Exactly. Leave okay. Alone. I just I'm glad that I did the right thing. I mean, it's one thing if you're sitting in a seat and a whole section's like Seiko. That's one thing. Right. Don't be the individual guy in the concourse calling him out. Yeah. And making a ruckus. Don't do that. Go up to him for a business handshake. Seiko, looking forward to watching you this year. Brent Johnson, Palace Pistons. Maybe you've heard of us. <laughs> Pull out the phone for a record. Seiko, to be here with Brendan Johnson, Palace Pistons podcast. You know, Seiko, just give me your thoughts on the Lions today. Uh, you I'm probably a- wouldn't know what you were saying. Uh, he'd be like, uh, go Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Keep walking. Keep walking. Uh-huh. Get out of here. Um, but anyways, just to kind of circle things back, um, Joe Johnson at the four is not ideal. It's not necessarily a solution. But I am not opposed to seeing what it looks like. Because here's the thing. The Pistons, they're still, they're st- it, at times, are just stale. Like, you know what you're getting. Just kind of there. It at least it, it provides something different, you know. I think we can all agree. Detroit's not winning a championship this year. I don't know. I think the difference. Uh, Aaron's wildly offended. Yeah, wildly. Uh, sorry, I mean, sorry, Derek. What did we talk about at the beginning of the podcast? Sorry, Derek. Dwayne Casey and Derek Rose have literally proclaimed that this is a championship. But you team. say you, they're stale and you need something different. The something different is going to be Derrick Rose teaming up with his Kyle Korver and Luke Kennard with going along with Thon at center. I'm 
and Markeith Morris at the four. Or Iso Joe. That, that's I'm what, telling that's you. Be different. Like, come I'm on, not saying dude. that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's where it's going to be. It's not going to be stale anymore. It's not going to be yeah. Langston launching ten shots a game from three yeah. and missing the rim on over half of them. It's not going to be that. It's going to be explosive plays from Derrick Rose to the extent he can now, and it's going to be Luke Sharp shooting off the corner and playmaking, and then we'll struggle with Don at the five, getting out muscle. That's what the show's going to be now. This yeah. is a different show. I'm telling year. you, the energy is palpable with the Derrick Rose and Joe, Gian- Joe Johnson accusations. Like There is just a new energy that... Media, the outside media, the fan base has. Which is why you have to give it a shot. Like, you've got to keep the attention. You've got to keep the energy. You need it. You need to feed off of it. That's why, it, if it doesn't work, pull the plug. Let it go. Sorry, it didn't work. But that's why you have to try it. Like, and I'm not saying it needs to be even a rotational thing every night, but you've got to give it a little bit of a chance. Like, you've, if you're going to keep Joe Johnson on the roster, you've got to find some way to utilize him, even a little bit, just to keep an interest. Because guess what? Four or five games in, when Joe Johnson doesn't play, then nobody's going to care about that anymore. And if Rose is killing it and he's doing his thing, like we're hoping he's going to, okay, there's going to be the energy around that. But if Rose is just all right... And Joe Johnson doesn't play, then all the energy's gone. I'll, all that momentum and hype is gone. I'll say this: When was the last time there was really hype coming out of Pistons training camp? Uh, the last time probably was like '06, right? So maybe '07. They are going to harness this for all it's worth. They need to build some sort of story, some sort of hype some sort of excitement around this franchise. Mm-hmm. It's been a dead franchise for the last decade. Yeah. Now you've got Blake Griffin doing his thing, playing well, the best basketball it, of his career. Can I just say, you know what's sad? It's probably been almost longer than a decade. Yeah, you're probably... No, you're right. It's, it it's more than a... It's, it's, I mean, it's only like 11, 12 years, but it's more than a decade. It is. And now you've got Blake Griffin. Grant, he's 30, but he seems to be playing the best basketball of his career. Right. You've got Andre Drummond coming into this man-child form of, you know, I'm going to put up 18 and 16 every night. Which is what we talked about for years. Like, that's what Drummond can become. And if that's and what, he's, if at the end of last year is any indication, that's what he's becoming. And then you've got this Derrick Rose revital, reviving his career and his life here in Detroit. Joe Johnson coming from the sky in the big three. Like, <laughs> Luke Kennard, what's he going to do? This is whole new. We saw this man in the playoffs. We saw him grow into a man in the NBA in the playoffs. Can he harness that and continue right. that? There's this hype now. And it's been dead around this franchise for more than a decade. And they're, even if you think it's kind of you know garbage and silly to have hype around certain things and aspects of it, they've got to harness it because it's all they've had for the last 12 years. They have to keep it. Right. They're, they're going to sell it to you. They're going to sell it as hard as they can. Right. Whether it's a true sale and a true product or they are absolutely bluffing. They're going to sell it to you. They have to. I agree. They have to. They have to generate buzz. They can't go another year of selling 10 seats and having the rest of this uh, LCA empty. They just can't do it. I mean, the difference is, is, and you already kind of talked about it, Ryan, instead of Jose Calderon, Langston Galloway, and, you know, these 
non-factors, it's going to be Derrick Rose and Joe Johnson. That you know, and Luke Kennard, like those kind of names. Right? Joe Johnson may not still be in the mix. That's why I'm saying you got to give it a chance. You got to find a way for him. You have to get him in. It's enough. just, it's just like the names on the roster. They're just, it's the, there's, it's they're the more flashy. The, there's, there's a flashiness yeah. to Derrick Rose and Joe Johnson that the Pistons weren't weren't doing. They weren't going after. And, like, that's fine. You know, Derrick Rose was good last season. I mean, it's just, it's different. I, I don't disagree. I'm not saying, like, they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, I mean. It's felt like the same old story for the last 10, 11, 12 years. And this year, sure, is the starting lineup not necessarily upgraded because it's the same four with Tony Snell, who's very much interchangeable with, like, a Reggie Bullock, Wayne Ellington, right? But then off your bench, there's. You know, former MVP who's coming back into it. Um, you know, one of the Morris twins. We loved Marcus. Now let's see Markeith. You know what I mean? Right. Luke Kennard, like our one of our future pieces, like our foundational pieces in the future, or what we hope. To, is he taking that? Like, they're selling something different this year, and, and they have to keep that going. Well, you talk about the the bench unit, if you will, but. Uh, that bench unit may get utilized late in the game, as Dwayne Casey has said that Derrick Rose will close games for the Pistons. And, and that's interesting, because whose spot is he taking out on the floor? And who's sitting? Tony Snell, Luke, or Reggie? Or Bruce? I get, no, Bruce will not be in at the end of games, unless the defensive stopper is absolutely needed. Um, no, I think the four-man, the five-man lineup at the end of the game would be Reggie, Derrick, Luke, Blake, Dre. I agree with that. I you know I think there's unless uh, Snell's you know on his on his BS. There will be days that like, it's Reggie out. There will be days that it's Luke out. There will be the days con- that it's Tony. The out. general consensus on. Yeah, I think I think that I I think the lineup should be you know in an ideal situation it should be Reggie, Derek, Luke, Blake, Andre, and, and there's going to be some that say Reggie shouldn't be out on the court. Reggie's going to chuck up bad shots. But bottom line is, love him or hate him, Reggie Jackson is able to get to the cup at the end of games. Like that's just something he's always been able to do. He's able to get inside and, and, and finish inside at the end of games. He scores in the fourth quarter. He scores in crunch time. He's gonna be out on that court unless he's injured or he's shooting like one of ten, one of twelve, one of fifteen. He's having one of those nights. Then, yeah, maybe it's Derek and it's Luke and, and, and Tony Snell's in the game or, you know, Sfee's in if he's having a good game. But, it, you know, Derek Rose probably should be on the court at the end of games. You know, he's a scorer. You, you need scoring at the end of games in those clutch situations. Why wouldn't you put... A scorer, a guy who can drive the lane and right. collapse and he can kick it out. Like, Why wouldn't you put one of your more naturally talented scorers on the court? A guy who commands attention late in the game has to be out there on the floor. That's a storyline, but at the same time, it's just like... Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope he would be. You know, you're I, not yeah, gonna. I would expect him to be. You're out not there. gonna put Bruce Brown out there. Nope. You know, you're not gonna have Marquise Morris. You're not gonna go like other oh, big lineup of Marquise Morris out there or something like that. You're gonna have those those naturally gifted scorers on the court, and and that's why Derrick Rose is gonna be out there. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. You're not signing Derrick Rose to play 15 minutes a game. No, you're not. You're not signing him to play 15 minutes. You're not signing him to not be in there at the end. Like, you're going to put your offensive talent out on the floor at the end of the games. And your offensive talent, like we said, is going to be Reggie, Derrick, Luke, Dre for his purposes, and Blake. 
And I, I don't think there's anything controversial about Casey saying what he said. Putting him, hey, unless he's going to be out there. Unless you need a four-pointer, then Joe Johnson, get that warm-up yeah, off. Let's get go. Get that warm-up off. Oh, big boy. fella. Oh boy! Ice We're putting you Joe. in for Blake because you're a four. You're so. a four. You're well, a four. Blake, you're you're not not in the game in crunch time. Well, Blake was sick the first couple days of training camp. Did participate uh, in a limited role. It sounds like on Thursday, um, you know, Blake missing the first couple of days, making his way back. No big deal. But you know, just putting that out there, something to keep an eye on, and you know, we'll see what happens with Blake as he gets into camp. But you know, that's a guy that hey, I don't want I don't want to see him do too much. I just want to see him be. Doing what he needs to do, be ready, but nothing crazy, so he's good to go on opening night. I just want to see him get his legs. Yep. Just because, uh, who cares that he's missed the first couple games? He's sick, he's got the flu, flu-like system, symptoms, whatever it is. Let him Take get better. Take your time, dude. Take your yep. time. I agree. Take, you're too important. Take your time. And it, it kind of goes along with um, James Edwards of The Athletic, who I feel like now gets a shout-out every week on this podcast. You're welcome. Um... He wrote about the scientific approach that Blake Griffin, you know, wants to take, and how it kind of worked for Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors. But I mean, you know, it makes sense. That's kind of, especially for a guy like Blake he with his to. history, you want him to kind of take that approach. So if if he's not feeling a hundred percent, he's a little sick. Missing the first two days of training camp means it's absolutely nothing. Such a non-story that if anyone was having reservations or. Fr- Freak out moments about it. <gasps> Luke's, not, Luke's not playing. He's not practicing. He's not training camp. What? What's going on? We all got to settle down. It's such a <laughs> non-story. So who cares? As long as this guy's able to get his legs under him by the time game one rolls around of the regular season, that's all. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Yeah. I'm not looking for this guy to waste his minutes and his time and his energy in the preseason and training camp. Right. I'm looking for him just to be, be like, hey, I, I'm in good game shape. Like, you know, I've got my oh. legs. That's it. No stress on the body. Right. Well, you know, I'm looking through Eric's list here. We talked about Christian Wood Thonmaker. We talked about Joe Johnson saying he's a power forward. We've mentioned that Blake was sick, missing the first couple of days of training camp. We have talked about Dwayne Casey saying Derrick Rose will close games. Kind of sticking to Derrick Rose. Aaron's got a lot of rows on the sheet, guys. He's got two for more as much rows. much as he wasn't for it. Two more rows topics. I'm just going to combine into one. Two things. One, we've already hit on it because we're doing it. Well, at least maybe I'm doing it a little bit. Everybody is raving about Rose. That guy is in the locker room. That's the coaching staff. That's the fans. Like That's the media. Everybody is raving well, every, about Rose. Every, and Rose is still saying championship he's still talking championship which i'm not gonna lie even if it's unrealistic i love it because you know what no one in detroit has sincerely talked about championships since 07 no one yeah i mean no one has no one's even thought about mentioning it and it's all derrick rose to talk about i'm just looking to win a title and i can do that in detroit like, are you sure you can, dude? Like, I, I love your passion, I love your excitement, and I love your belief. But are you sure? Everything about me wants Derrick Rose to like be 2011 D Rose and just absolutely shock the world and go absolutely bananas. Hey, Bruce Brown can play point guard. See you, Bruce. You're out of the lineup. Backup point guard. D Rose into the starting lineup. Oh my God! Everything in me just. 
It's obviously such a pipe dream, but oh my goodness, that would be so amazing. Just the raving reviews that he's gotten from teammates and from the coaching staff, just within these first few days of training camp, it just backs up that that narrative that there's that different excitement about this team. And, it, you know, a lot of that stems from Derrick Rose. It's crazy how much of a factor that he's already had on this team before they've even played game one. There's just that different energy. And... and, and it's, it's, it's good to hear that there's a lot of excitement about him and that he's playing well and he looks like a, you know, a really good player. Like, that's good. The Pistons need that. They need something to hit because they're stuck, you know, in that we're probably going to top out as a five seed. They need something unique to hit, whether it's Sekou or Derrick Rose or Luke Kennard, whatever. They need something to help lift them. They probably need multiple things to help lift them up into that upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. And if Derrick Rose has some great season... It's going to be insane. I'll say this about preseason and offseason hype. Temper your expectations. You need to see it to believe it. I am a fan of teams who have had constantly spewing offseason and preseason hype and never deliver on it. And when you buy into that, you know nothing but heartache and pain. Wait until you see it on the court. If if we're through 10 games and it's like, oh, shoot, these boys are here to play, all right, let's hop on that train and let's just go all in. But let's not act as much as I, I enjoy the Derrick Rose signing. I think he's going to be a very nice piece for the Pistons. Let's not act like he's going to come and save this team and save this franchise. Him or Luke Kennard or Joe Johnson or – you know, even Blake Griffin. Let's not act like it's some big, bad, awesome experience. Let's temper expectations. Let's see what happens on the court. Folks, you could tell this man has been hurt before <laughs> one too many times. It's all I know is pain in sports. You're, I mean, you're. it's like you're a Michigan football fan. Yes. We know how that's gone. And, hey, you're a Lions fan. And... Everybody's you know hyping, how that goes. Everybody's hyping the Lions right now, just waiting for that train to crash. I've, I've, I've seen this movie one, two, eight, a hundred, a thousand times. Let We have to see it before we just let this off-season hype consume us. We have to see the product. We can't just believe in the previews that are written in a newspaper that you're not actually seeing anything about. You have to see it on the court. And if it shows up on the court for an extended period, okay, I'll jump on in with you guys. But temper expectations. It's nice to hear hype coming out of preseason or um, right. training camp. No, it's very right. nice to hear it. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Like I said, it's been a decade plus since we've heard anything. And I know we're, no one's actually buying the cha- championship stuff. I know that. But still, this all this hype that's still coming out, temper. There's still like temper. a temper. Recalibrate. There's still a recalibrate. There's still a like ceiling sixth ceiling fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. Yes. You just let's see it first. Let's just see it first. And if it's there, then yes, let's fully I'm not saying don't fully embrace the team, but just hold off on the hype for you. You can embrace the team while understanding your expectation. Just temper expectations. Recalibrate. 
I think that covers everything on Aaron's list besides, and we've talked about him, though, enough. I mean, Luke Kennard, he's added some weight. He looks stronger. He's impressed Coach Casey as well. Can I just add a point on this? Yeah. It's with him and Derrick Rose. And Derrick Rose says he he's like my Kyle Korver. And that's awesome, and that's great. And no offense to Kyle Korver, because I, enjoy, I enjoyed Kyle Korver when he was in his prime. But don't we want more than Kyle Korver from Luke Kennard? Yes. Don't we, we want more? Uh, at the end of the day, if we if we got Kyle Korver out of Luke Kennard, would I be mad? No. But would I want more? Yes. Do you should, I think you he should can be more. more? Yes. Shouldn't we want more than Kyle yes. Korver? Oh, yeah. I mean, Kyle Korver made a fantastic career for himself, being one of the best shooters to ever grace the Very game. Very much enjoy Kyle Korver's game. But Luke Kennard has more to his game than just shooting, and we've talked about that. The ball handling, the playmaking, the getting to the cup. Even though he hasn't statistically finished the best at the rim, he can drive, and he has a couple moves inside to where, as he talked about, he put that strength on, he put that weight on, and he's still quick. He feels like he's going to be able to get inside and score more efficiently this year. Like, Kyle Korver's always just been that knockdown, spot-up shooter. He's never been a secondary ball handler, secondary distributor. distributor. Derek, or excuse me, Luke Kennard can be that. And there's an expectation for him to do that. And he's done that in uh, waves throughout his career. So there should be a higher expectation than that. And that kind of worries me from a standpoint of if Derek Rose thinks that Luke Kennard's just his Kyle Korver, how much like is that going to take? Is that going to take the ball out of Luke Kennard's hand? Is Luke Kennard not going to get as large of a role as he needs to have? Because we've all said Luke Kennard needs to take a lot of shots. He needs to have the ball in his hands a lot. He needs to have a big usage percentage. And if that's how Derrick Rose views Luke Kennard, and there then might be Kennard is a problem. Yeah, because that's that can't happen. You know, Kennard has to get the ball. Kennard has to be helping orchestrate the offense, being able to drive. Getting those shooting opportunities, of course, but he cannot just be go stand in the corner, wait for me to pass you the ball. Luke's got to be touching the ball. Luke's got to be dribbling it. There's got to be more to it because he's he's already shown he's more of a basketball player than a knockdown shooter. Yeah, he can do that, but there's just more to him. You can't have that, not at all. No, you're absolutely right, and it's just it's interesting to see because like if that's all. Uh, Derek Rose thinks about Luke Kennard, then it's going to be a long training camp yeah. in preseason and season. But I'm, I'm sure... They said as a compliment. It, I'm, it was meant as a compliment. and uh, I'm sure he'll see the value that Dwayne Casey's putting on Luke Kennard and the value Blake Griffin puts on Luke Kennard. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Blake Griffin is a huge advocate yes. of Luke Kennard. So I, th- I think you'll see that. And like it was meant to be a compliment. But it's just interesting because don't we want more for De- um, Blake Luke Kennard than Kyle Korver. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But again, I, I think it's a compliment. I, I think we're gonna I think it's gonna be okay. Interesting comment to be made though. But Aaron was definitely right in his analysis of it all. Yeah. So uh anything else? Aaron, you wanna head on from training camp? I mean, no, only I a few mean, days in, there's a lot of yeah. stuff going and there's going to be more storylines. I mean, we're going to continue to have things coming our way. Yep. Next week's pod should be pretty exciting as we continue to break things down. But I thought that was a pretty good synopsis of the first few days of training camp. I mean, there's only going to be so much that happens, you know, and those are the, the bigger things that have come out of training camp so far. So take it and run with it, you know. We just made a podcast out of it. You're welcome. This is your weekly viewing, listening experience of the Palace Business Podcast. You're welcome for that. 
dang, Aaron's like throwing it out there. You're welcome. Were people I, they, even saying thank you? I don't even know. Here's the thing. How about fans thank you? Right, yeah. You're still here. Yeah, thank you. You're still here. For thank you. For riding out that long off season. That long off season. It had its wild moments, Russ Westbrook. It had its times. I was gonna go with the Michael Beasley signing, but okay. <laughs> sure. I mean whichever roller coaster you prefer, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I mean it had its times, but we also hit that lull. And we're still here. And you're still here. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. Aaron, you can, you know, Aaron doesn't appreciate it, I guess. Oh, That's okay. wow. Wow. Paint me as the bad guy. Well, Aaron didn't want to talk Andre extension, and he doesn't want to thank the fans. That's wow. what I want you to take Big Christmas today. guy over here. But he's got his championship ring You live, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, you know? You were never the hero. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh Jesus. With that being said, with that being said, maybe just follow Ryan and I on Twitter at Media Brendan <laughs> at Ryan Pay. Maybe it's time to cancel air. <laughs> cancel culture. Cancel culture. Uh, hashtag unfollow at A Johnson NBA. I'm kidding. Don't do that. As much as I would find that funny. Don't do that. You can also follow us at Palace of Pistons on Twitter. Of course, we're on YouTube, Facebook, uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast. Like it, rate, review, subscribe. Hit us up. Ask your questions. Give us feedback. We'd love to get that fan interaction. A few weeks ago, we did the whole fan question pod. We went through and we saw the tweets. We were just going and picking the best ones. And we got some pretty good participation on that. So, you know, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to talk about what you want to hear. And, of course, we're going to keep bringing you pretty good Pistons insight. Sometimes we'll be right. Sometimes we'll be wrong. But, hey, if 33% is league clip, well, then we're doing okay. Hey, man. Okay. League clip. Okay. Lee clip. We're going right. to end it just on okay. that. Okay. We'll see you next time for the Palace of Pistons podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.